0: Geek shock. shock.
1: Nationally recognized. That's a thing. That's cool. That doesn't happen to people. That certainly doesn't happen to people
2: on podcasts. Yeah. Well, it I did mean- it to me twice. <laughs>
3: right. And then also the sandwich artist as well yeah gave me a free sub on uh
2: sunset and green valley that that one i gotta go to that place i kind of admire his it's a kind of a mild bit of corruption i get it i like yeah. it <laughs> absolutely I, this is how i figure out how Explo- rich people stay Explo- rich exploitation he, yeah yeah yes. you get
3: free shit yes you know, all the money in the world And like, here you go wear this and they get pissed if they don't get their free shit it's kind of sick but like me i'm like happy gomar this talk about a hole in one with the subway that's me. Was it what? a subway? Yes, it was
1: a the subway. The Green Valley and Sunset. Green Valley Sunset. I'll, I'm going to walk in there wearing my Geek Shock shirt, and ah. and I'll make sure to- and just fart call, audibly. Like this, and yeah. <clears throat> Burp a lot. I'll uh-huh. belch and call someone c***. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oops. <laughs> Commander K? Is that you? Yeah. yeah. Here's a pepperoni. <laughs> Two slices for you, because you're no maple leaf. Oh, yes.
3: <laughs> you get a four-inch. That's not about the size of the sub. <laughs> it's
1: high, okay? It's what you do with it, all right? Yeah.
2: It's about what's stacked in there? Yeah, yes. it's
1: girth. It's girth. Yes. Hey, <laughs> got... Ooh, the four-inch fatty. Yeah, let's market that sub. The four-inch fatty. Just... Oh, I don't, less I don't bread, know. Less bread, more meat. Thank you, behind it. <laughs> could you get behind it <laughs> you, don't you don't want to be behind in front of, of you <laughs> you don't want it to be in front of that
3: one yeah you don't know what i want that's uh, true that is true but this is going to be an awesome show barry's not here <laughs> um jeff isn't here i'm a little sad
1: deb is not here but deb's not here deb's yeah. not well she's uh, ill well it's just how can you have a deb show without the deb that's very true i apologize
3: in no. advance listener it's just the three of us just the three of us. Just the three of us. We can make bum, it if we try. Bum, bum,
2: bum, bum, bum. Could we? You and I and I. Okay. <laughs> there are four of us here. <laughs> four eyes. Three bodies and four of us.
3: No, no. What did you watch this week, Jeff?
1: <laughs> wow. That's gonna. Oh, head, get it out. <laughs> yeah, 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 get it out. He's on the attack and the poor guy isn't even here.
3: <laughs> well, I... I... My my team beat the hell out of his so the Buffalo Bills oh, oh shoot yeah. didn't beat the hell out of them they made three points but yeah still.
1: but doesn't yeah doesn't sound like a beat the hell out of, Kyle uh, of it was, no, no. but it was a it, it it yeah it sucked for
3: it was a good game so. <laughs> it was a good game oh sorry sports ball sports ball sports ball yeah get yeah, it out now yeah, yeah, get yeah. it out now That's listen right. I want to launch a new segment the sports report with Maple Leaf Matt that
2: sounds like a horrible idea. <laughs> What, I think what, what would you bring to the, the what would he bring yeah yeah what, what sports ball yeah just, yeah, yeah what, what, just just, uh, okay you know what no here's, no. A, little, here's a, little, a little audition time for no, you no I can't time. do that I need, to, I need to work the bit out first just ah! give me three minutes of sports ball Matt alright give me a hold on There's yeah. a,
3: we're taking a photo <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, you don't have to. Yeah, that's right. Pause your speaking. I got. Uh,
1: to well, take yeah, a yeah, I do. I, I, I'm. i trying to think. I know. I. <laughs> I, I tried to do these candidates, and he always freezes. Looks.
2: All right. You know. Here you go. Three minutes. No, sports ball match show.
3: No. I only go. came up with a name. Next week I'll come up with something else <laughs> for it.
1: But the name, the sports report with yeah, like Maple Leaf. what is he going to talk about in okay. the sports report? I'm not asking by you Matt.
2: to prepare a monologue. I'm just just. Give give us a give us a thirty second uh, sports ball okay. report.
3: Okay, I, I would talk about Toronto sports scene and the, how it it, it specifically. Paints. Yes, specifically, really.
2: Yes. Well,
3: where I'm from, what would you talk about in the sports report as as my guest anchor? Are you a guest anchor, Okay. Guest uh, anchor. The the Miami scene, or is that what? Because you're a I know fan. because yeah. he's the, the sideline
1: is scorching. The sideline is scorching, huh? Have you seen that? On the latest Miami game, they actually the newscasters put up thermometers measuring the temperature because the Miami sideline, the way that the stadium was built, the Miami sideline is in shade.
0: Oh. And so the
1: Miami sideline was about 90 degrees Miami weather. The opposing team, which was the Vikings, who still won by the way, was 120 degrees (laughs) in the sun. And everyone's like,
0: how can this possibly be?
3: It just reminds me of like sports arenas or um, hockey arenas, actually. So the visitor's dressing room would be like, they'd have like rats and shit in there. Oh, everything. oh yeah. wow. Yeah. See, you and made it, it a would very be, interesting it would be, 30 seconds. It would be like, they, they put them in like a janitor's closet. So you put like 15 guys in there. Oh. And the home team dressing room is like you know state of the art. They got screens. They got the masseuse in there. They got you know ice baths, all that good stuff. Well,
1: uh, the big story about Mile High Stadium, there was like apparently uh, the one section that they know that the visiting team is below them, and they actually spend the entire pregame pounding on the. They would pound on the and and like. Just, just jump and, and and it would make this <laughs> just right there. Oh, wow! In the visitors' locker room.
3: And they're trying to like you know hone their mind, get ready, yeah, and Think it's just, about stuff, yeah. yeah. Just psyching them out. and that's crazy. the sports support with Maple Leaf. <laughs> See? Guest star, See, not a bad Commander run. K, not a bad run on the field, down on the field. Guest star, down on the field,
1: <laughs> down on the field. <laughs> Matt, it's really hot here in the sun. I think I'm going to go to the other side in the shade. Wow. Awesome. You went to broadcast school for that. Good. <laughs> I watched a few YouTube videos. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's true. You can learn anything off YouTube. <laughs> On sports balling. See, it shouldn't be sports report. Sports balling by Maple Leaf Matt. Sports balling. Okay. I like it. I like it.
3: I like it. I, I'm a tentative. Thumbs up. Perfect. We got one
2: watcher.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna
2: fast forward to that part, but <laughs> <Aww>.
0: <laughs>
2: Welcome folks to Geek Shock number six hundred and sixty. I am Master Torgo. Commander K. Maple Leaf Mad. And Weird talk weak and geek. Yeah, yeah, there's a little thin cast here. Oh my. The thin cast. Yeah. Well, we got Sicky Deb. And <laughs> and we got potentially Sicky Vlarg. Yeah. Because he lives with Sicky potentially Deb potentially sick, and then Sicky Jeff, just because Jeff is yeah yeah yeah. So there's wow. the three of us. I, have we we've never done a cast with this particular cast
3: configuration? Believe, didn't we do one time the three did of we? us? I'm pretty did, sure we did, did one, we time. We just one time. Yes. Maybe
1: one time. Maybe back in the
2: kit days, perhaps back in the kit. You know what? Probably so. And that's probably why
1: I blanked it out. <laughs> wow, man, <laughs> just a. Uh, Blanking out Matt's misery as Kit shows him his butt. Yes. The brown eye, as I call it. Yes. You know He just
3: gets up there and he's like, look at it. Look at it. Stare deeply in there. Look at it. Pulsate.
1: Hey,
0: man.
3: <laughs> Whatever your hey, kink, man. Whatever
1: pink, your kink. And guys, it's not really brown. It's actually kind of pink. And yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Kit is a very clean cat. Licks the butthole clean.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> then he runs up and licks Kay's face. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You're not a of that one. Kit does not like faces. He does not like, he he gets the patient cat tolerance thing when I pick him up and I'll like snuggle him close and give him a kiss and he just sits there and waits for me to finish and put him down. He'll sit on me, (laughs) right? He totally sleeps on me Uh all the time. He'll sleep on me when I'm on my side. He's actually got uh, his own little way of doing it now. And there've been times when I've woken up on my side and there's Kit right in the crook of my hip and my waist and my elbow. Yeah. Oh. At the same time? Yeah. Wow. But try to kiss him, and he's like, no, 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 no. Doesn't hit you, like, get the claws out? No, no. no. He, he he does the stiff arm. He stiff arms. <laughs> oh, yes. And then he, you overcome the stiff arm, and then he just looks away, <laughs> thinks of England. <laughs> <You know. laughs>
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of pugs are like that. You have to get close to kiss, kiss a pug
1: and they just, they just squirm away Yeah, just don't want nothing to do with your face. Well, that, yeah, because that, that flat face of theirs, you're, you're probably cutting off airways and shit when you get close to their face. Because <laughs> it's just those poor things. Adorable, though. Did you hear uh, <clears throat> there's someone who's trying to breed? Uh, healthy quote unquote healthy uh, French Bulldogs oh. so actually uh, elongating the face a little bit in the breeding trying to uh, they're still they're still French Bulldogs the, okay. the little Frenchies Yeah. but their faces are a little longer so they don't have that kind of like a Boston Terrier yeah something like that the brachiocephalic <clears throat> yeah, I yeah. think yeah brachiocephalic yeah um yeah what? I don't trust you <laughs> what <laughs>
3: He did say it with conviction, though. Yeah, he was like, uh, uh, Uh-huh,
1: yeah. That's, my, that's when you don't trust them. When there's <laughs> conviction, my, run.
2: My wife loves brachycephalic dogs. Oh, my God. That's, she, she wants a, a, a whole brood, or she oh calls them God. a grumble, a grumble of them. A grumble. Yes. She would have a term for it. Well, of course she does. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm quite aware
3: oh <laughs> of boy. that particular genus.
1: I can hardly wait till uh, you guys uh, get a doghouse.
3: <laughs> yeah, those are expensive all of them all the bulldog type dogs are like four grand six grand i know right there. get a get a
1: bully poo a bully poo yeah it's one of, is that a real thing well probably <laughs> somewhere Yeah, you know the guy who did the labradoodle yeah yeah and he's all like man i'm i really wish i hadn't have done that because now everybody's doing it and it's like he was a breeder he knew what he was doing other people are just taking a poodle and a Lab off like, the street. Go just, fuck. Go do it. You know, two males in the corner, and they're like, "Why isn't this working?" And and he's just like, "Man, we we're, we're getting a lot of bad product."
3: Well, so my neighbor has an English bulldog. Mm-hmm. And so the day we brought Meg home. We Ooh. always joked about, like, oh, we can get, like, oh, a Labrador. Guy, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Labrador Bulldog. I was like, yeah, that's not a thing. Look it up. Sure, hell, it is. Oh. either have the Labrador head and the Bulldog body or the Bulldog head and Labrador body. I was like, wow. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Yeah. Bulldog head on English Labrador. English Bulldog Labrador. Body. Yeah. Good God. God I think I played that game in the color of 64. <laughs> See, I would, me, I, I'm the type who would, you know, try to. Try to mix a Chihuahua and a Great Dane. Of course I, you would. I just wanna see. I just wanna see. Just wanna see. I just wanna see. Just the, the mad you scientist that you are. Yeah, you don't want a Great Dane body with a Chihuahua temperament, so it's probably good that oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. I don't <laughs> <laughs> that I can't do that. <laughs> I do not have the capability. Yeah, they, they call him a Bullador. Oh a bullador. Well at yeah, least a that's bullador. a better name than I would have thought. <laughs> <Yeah. by.
0: laughs>
2: <laughs> Bullador. A oh, bullador, yeah. Okay. Labra-bull? Yeah, that seems more like what i think of. Mm-hmm. I know.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Well a label. A label. Mm-hmm. A label. Come here, ya label. A label. A grumble of labels. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, folks. Here they come. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tell them what geeky things you do this week. Matt.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I actually did one thing. You did one thing. So last Friday, Uh Friday just passed. Last Friday, I watched The Watcher, and I'm surprised you didn't watch it. The Watcher. Watcher. Tell me about The Watcher. On Netflix. On Netflix. So it's based on a true story, or true events. Um, Takes place in northern New Jersey, southern New York, so close to um, New York City. So basically, this, the, it's about a house, really. So I was I was like, oh, I want to watch something scary. It's, Hall- it's getting close to Halloween time, October. So I'm rolling through Netflix. I see this, number one in the U.S. I'm like, what is this? It, it dethroned Dahmer, which I heard is really, really good. I've yet to watch Dahmer. heard that. Yeah. So I'm watching it. It's 10 a. ten p.m. when I start it. I get done at 4 a.m. Oh, shoot. <laughs>
2: You've done. Like, ho- you binged it.
3: Yeah, I binged the whole series. So... It stars. uh I'll look at me doing a Jeff right here. You sure are. Yeah. Let me get the phone out. Uh, Naomi Watts okay. and uh, Bobby Cannavale. Which, oh, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. And then also Stifler's mom is there. Stifler's mom. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, and then also Shooter McGavin, Christopher
1: oh, McDonald. Fun. Now, now, Cannavale is like a—he's a good guy in this, isn't he? Or is that? Yeah, he, he's the, the dad of the family, and it's funny because he's—he's not the first person I think central casting would go to for the dad and the family role you know maybe for that area though because he is Italian well yeah, so yeah, they're going yeah, for the that yeah Luma. that kind of that's right
3: <laughs> New Jersey yeah. <laughs> yeah Tony said well Gandolfini's dead so let's get this guy there you go yeah. there you go
1: <laughs> well although yeah I mean come on Gandolfini Are you, uh, is anyone going to believe Gandolfini's family is terrified of anything in a yeah. thriller that's the fine <laughs> point <laughs> I think, you know, the man, rest in peace. But yeah, uh, if, he awesome actor, around, yeah. if he was still around, if he was still around, I don't think that's one role he would ever get. <laughs> you <know? laughs> James, uh, your character, you're the father of this family, and you guys are terrified by weird phone calls. <laughs> and he's like, I'll try it. I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> Who the fuck okay. is calling this? This number. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Motherfucker of... <laughs> I'll meet you down at the bada bing. Let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, this. He just <laughs> reaches through the phone and pulls him out and is like mm, <laughs> mm. So this
3: family receives um letters that get more and more threatening as time goes on. And it, it he calls himself the watcher. He's watching the house. And so it's like oh I see welcome six five seven boulevard welcome to your new house yada 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 it's very vague with details and as the letters go on all of a sudden he's throwing in like the family members names and he's like what the hell do you know that he's throwing in like what stuff on the inside of the house looks like like furniture oh I, I see remember hearing uh,
1: actually this uh, true events
3: side of this actually. yeah so Netflix they didn't talk to the family they just went through like police reports and um, Was it Dateline or some magazine? Hmm. To figure out... They pieced that stuff together to get the story. Joe Walsh mysteries. Something. But I know it was Dateline and police reports and something else. The three of them. Oh, shit. (laughs) So, yeah, that was cool. And I want to get your take on it because. Uh, so I want you to watch it. That's a little homework for you. Oh, God damn
1: it! Yeah, <laughs> you've got
3: homework. no. Not for next
1: week. Whenever you watch it, okay. Oh, wow! Okay. It's only seven hours. Boy, we're it's- gonna have the premiere of sports balling before he watches it. <laughs>
3: yeah. So that was pretty cool. I liked it, and it and it just it hooked me.
2: It hooked me. So it's, a, it's So that is. I haven't seen the Watcher. I've seen the prequel series though. The Viper. Did you see that one? I don't know if you're being serious. <laughs> no, it's true. It's the Viper. It's, it's based on a true story. Uh, it's the guy. W- it's uh, kind of like the same thing. What, what is it with uh, letters? It was with calls. So, oh. Yeah, so the person would call and said, I'm the Viper. I will be there tomorrow. And you know, the person freaks out. And the calls keep coming. I am the Viper. I will be there in two hours. I'm the Viper. I'll be there. I'm the Viper. I'm on my way. And then, freaked out as hell, the doorbell rings. She opens the door, and there he is, standing about four foot tall. I am the Viper. I am here to vipe the windows. No.
3: <laughs> wow. No. Wow. But I, but I knew he was going somewhere with yeah. that. I'm like, what the Finally. hell? I mean, it was like, oh,
1: that was a well-executed Kirsten.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's, that was an honor of you, sir. <laughs> It goes, dad joke, Kirsten, <laughs> Vlarg, like, way down at the bottom, Paul.
0: Whoa.
1: Whoa. What? Oh, Andy. Yeah. Below that. Yeah. Well, the Andy jokes, it's because the punchline never. <laughs> it's just, yeah. He would have been like, and they opened the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy, and then uh, they just opened the door.
3: <laughs> no one's there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's like the whole, you know, somebody hears a knock at the door, walks up, opens it. There's no one there They sees a snail on the patio, picks it up, throws it in the yard, closes the door. Six months later, there's a knock at the door. He opens it up, and the snail's like, what'd you do
2: that for? <laughs> that's, that's classics, I love
1: them. Yeah. I right. love them.
2: Yeah. For that's an old one, too, Jesus Christ. The, oh. the,
1: um, there, there is a cool idea that I think, you know, uh, the whole... Uh, rule of remakes Mm -hmm. remake something that wasn't great or isn't well known there was a movie i believe from the 70s and it was it was the title was something like uh we saw what you did and we know who you are and it's people prank calling just some kids prank calling we saw who what you did and we know who you are And then apparently they they call someone who actually murdered his wife or something. And so shenanigans ensue. Yeah, That's actually, I think, a pretty good concept that could be revisited. So I don't know how you do sequels, but that first movie would be fun. That's all I did. Is that like, I I know what you did last summer? No. Okay. No. I mean, that's, I know what you did last summer, sort of, but that's different because the protagonists are just kids fucking around and then they fuck around with the wrong person Call the wrong guy yeah Yeah.
3: that's why you never crank call
2: anybody
1: yeah that's true man
2: did you ever crank call somebody Matt
1: no I have not never
2: in your life no not one Canadians don't do that Kirsten did you ever prank call someone
1: no I actually uh, my house when I was a kid got subjected to a Back in those days, we'd call them an obscene phone caller. Ah, and uh... the heavy breather. Yeah, and so after that, it was just like I, I have no taste for that sort of thing. Because I was, I was a kid. I didn't understand what was going on. It was just, it was scaring the hell out of me. Oh wow! So, I, I did for shame. I did uh, do some prank calling. Of course, you did in my youth. Uh,
2: me and my my metalhead friends. uh board in a small town and back back then you had the phone book so you just opened up the phone book to whatever Yeah, uh, it didn't last very long it wasn't fun for that long uh, although I feel so bad for the guy in the phone book whose name was Dick Donald <laughs> he must have gotten so many calls from so many kids
1: mm.
0: probably
2: D- just for the Donald Dick stuff alone
1: yeah <laughs> Donald Dick. One of, I'm not proud of it, but I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I see him totally different now. Yeah, I know. It's different. as Well, you should.
3: Yeah. But I own it. And, and, run, and then running away from the phone booth. Hey,
0: <laughs> <away>.
2: <laughs> Now, we weren't smart. We did it from the kitchen phone.
3: Oh. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank goodness there was no Star 69 back then.
1: <laughs> oh, actually, ours was so bad that we... Uh, we got a trace. And the, did police, you? the police actually went to the house and well, yeah, yeah, confronted the uh, parents. <clears throat> the parents? Yeah, the parents of the kid or the teenage boy who was making the calls. Ah, okay. So I apologized
2: when I saw the cop. <laughs> so, sorry, Kay. I promised I'd never do it again, and I didn't hmm. after that.
3: But that's all I did. I just watched The Watcher,
1: and then that
2: was it, yeah. So what'd you do? Kay, Kay, if he's calling you out, Kay, what'd wow. you
1: do? You know what's really funny? We mentioned Gandolfini and the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you rewatch? No, but oh. what I rewatch is occasionally I'll fall down the YouTube rabbit hole of so-and-so gets whacked by such-and-such, and, and it's, it's just Sopranos wax. It's just oh. somebody puts up clips the of, clips of people getting whacked. So I saw a bunch of I I literally just fell down the rabbit hole and I'm watching, you know, well, failed whacks like the time uh Christopher gets shot. Yeah. But then the successful ones where Tony holds his nose. That's an ignominious whacking right there. So was the one where he comes up with that fish from the market,
3: he goes, Look what I cut off the dock and he <laughs> takes up the gun and shoots that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. The um him and um uh, what's his name uh
1: the guitar player oh, sal yeah 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 ed uh tony um taking out tony b oh yeah uh, With a shotgun yeah you know? that was just like and they they showed they showed the result of that that was like oh wow okay so and then of course you know the classic uh poor uh andrea just crawling away <laughs> They don't even show it. You just you just hear it happen. Yeah, you, you don't need it. Yeah,
2: that, that and that's <clears throat> probably the most painful one of the series.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not the most visceral, but definitely the most painful. I was. It was funny too because I watched that and she's sitting there crying and everything while Sylvia well, talking. Knows. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking that she knows, but then when he does finally park, she the only then starts looking around and going no no whoa, no no and grabbing the steering wheel and all that. It was just sort of. And it's really funny, too, because he got out of the car, and she like she could have hit the lock. Here's the thing about bullets. <laughs> and here's the thing about panic. Uh, yeah. Ugh, you guys. So I watched a lot of that. I watched a whole bunch a lot, of... A lot of that. Sopranos clips. A lot of Sopranos... Whacking. Getting whacking. Whacking with the Sopranos. Yeah. Huh? Whacking with the Sopranos. Whacking with the Sopranos. That, yeah. that, that could be another podcast. Yes. Um, whacking it in New, North New Jersey. <laughs> Let's not do that <laughs> one. <laughs> whacking in, in North New <laughs> A month later, we get a letter. How was your whacking? Uh,
3: gabagoo over here. <laughs>
1: um, so there was that. And uh, oh, what was the. Oh, I, I watched the episode of Lower Decks that is uh, supposed to have some experience references in it. So I'm waiting to talk to Jeffrey about that. Take said, a drink.
2: You, wait, you said supposed to have.
1: Yeah. I mean, there were a few things in there that I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm wondering what he, uh, I mean, I mean, th- th- there, there were things in there that experienced people are going to like chuckle at. But I was just, I was kind of curious as to what, uh, what Jeff was in particular really stirred by so, so you don't feel like it was like they they weren't going up to like guy and be like hey where's the oh there he is Jeff the park <laughs> right it wasn't like that they had the oh. quarks oh, okay. they had the quark 2000 which is that replicator remember that mm-hmm. phony replicator thing yeah that they had so they they that actually was like a featured part of the story in fact it's kind of funny so and then a lot of the drinks, whenever Quark was serving drinks, voiced by Armin Shimmerman. nice. Uh, he was holding drinks that that are definitely. Oh yeah, no, we uh, we serve those. Of course, the, a large number of our drinks were just renamed, drink drinks, weren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, they, but they were, they were sort of. You know, that was that was there. So I was just sort of like, I wonder what he. Uh, I don't know. The sh- there's a shop. He has a gift shop. It's really funny because it's like totally post-DS9. So Quark has apparently franchised across the, the galaxy sense. and stuff like Makes that. Makes sense. So, so that was interesting. That was fun. That was fun. Um, and then I went ahead and binged House of the Dragon.
2: Binged it up yeah. to where it's at now.
1: Yes. yes. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts? I'm hearing a lot of mixed things. It's really funny. I'm liking a lot of the mixed things commentary. I'm really loving like, like how everybody is agog about She Hulk, and then you get Ozzy Matt coming in with, oh, it's so poorly written and so terribly done, and oh my god, and and you know. Paul and Steve are just like, oh my god, this is so good, this is incredible. So it's, uh,
2: it's I, more, I can see. Oh, Lord. Let's go ahead and uh, bring that down because I've. That's what I did. This part of what I did this week okay. I, I watched Seahawk. I finished yeah. it uh, last night. I haven't finished it, but okay. So I haven't so even started there. it. Even started yet. I need oh. some Uh So, uh, but what, you're six or seven episodes in now, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it yeah and I like, really really enjoyed it uh it's been one of my favorite series since wandavision i think it, Ooh. I, yeah I, I liked it better than loki and i loved loki mm. um, goodness it has a subversity to it that yes. i was <clears throat> not expecting and should have ha- having read she-hulk comics in the past right it, right it does feel like the she-hulk comics from the 80s mm-hmm. uh, versus the more modern ones right because the modern ones, you don't get so much of the fourth wall breaking
1: in the comics no, 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 as no.
2: you did back then.
1: Yeah, Byrne so. threw himself, John Byrne, when he was writing it and drawing it, threw himself head first into that hole. This is a comic book thing.
2: So yeah, it's, it's so it feels like a She-Hulk comic. They they nailed that tone. It's comedic. Uh, what I really like is that it does take that whole and run with the whole this is a female point of view written for maybe not the central Marvel audience. Mm -hmm. And I really like that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see something so different. I think that's what I've really enjoyed about the Marvel TV stuff so far is it is an experiment in so many directions that even when it doesn't quite work, it's still really good because it's interesting and different than what we've seen so far. Yeah. Almost every single time. Um, so I'm always excited for the next Marvel thing. Like, I haven't started Andor yet. I look forward to starting Andor. I'm hearing yes. wonderful things about Andor. Mm-hmm. And But it's that that same kind of quality. It's like, Andor's a whole different kind yes. of Star Wars story than yes. what you've seen so far. Oh, yeah. And that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. dude,
1: I heard three words that made me like, oh, I really want to want Someone was like, Cold War thriller. Yes, oh, wow, yeah. I'd agree with that. I'm one episode
3: in mm-hmm. to that. but Because Rogue One's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Yeah, has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with any of the the main guys except he comes in at the end, and cuts them all up. But whatever, that was cool. But I like the just the, the story from the soldier point of view. Yeah, the frontline
1: grunt, the right. mook, as you like to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um <clears throat> one of the things that makes me think that you know she Hulk's doing well is on uh, one of Steve's uh, Professor Biggs threads on Facebook, he was talking about liking it, and uh, he, he had commented because he had connected to a, an article where the writing staff had been doing, you know, planning like years ahead, and apparently they knew what kind of criticisms would be coming from the man-baby crowd. I was going
3: to say, they're going right at the man-babies? Yeah. I love it.
1: And, and the, they, like, they knew exactly what was going to be coming years ahead, and it was really funny because, you know, Steve has a, a uh, spectrum... Of commenters on his Facebook friends and one person not the usual suspect but one person chimed in with well that's how they know they're peddling a shitty product because they know ahead of time what the criticism is going to be and if you're going it's to do, you know, that works, and blah 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 and <laughs> it was so funny and it was it was it was hilarious it's and,
2: because you're predictable and trite yeah yes. and, and
1: then and then Biggs is like you're entitled to your opinion. Your in your opinion is incorrect. You know, <laughs> it is good. And Paul came in with, "Oh God, so good." Paul made the interesting observation. He was like, "This is my new litna- litmus test for whose opinions to trust." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Which
1: is funny. But then it was really funny because then the usual suspect in Steve's threads. If you if you peruse Professor Biggs' Facebook, uh threads you everyone knows who i'm talking about he pops in and he actually says it's a parody for god's sake i don't know what people are getting so pissed about why are getting why are people getting upset and you know and it was like man this is just this is a weird thread it really is so this tv show must be doing something right it's complex in
2: a wonderful way and it knows what it's doing and it's pushing the right buttons and creates a really fantastic female-centric character with agency that is wonderful, Mm -hmm. that just embraces the sexuality of that character and just, oh, I can't say enough about it. I love, love, love it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, I haven't seen far enough. Um, One comment that came from somebody criticizing the writing, and they cited Titania, right? Mm -hmm. Titania comes in, busts up the courtroom. She-Hulk beats her down and everything, and then reappears as like an influencer later on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's no comment about the court. There's no, no, you know, there's no anything like that. And citing that as bad writing, leaving that open or hanging there. And it was funny because as I'm reading that description, I'm like, I don't know, that that actually kind of almost strikes me as an influencer, right? Yeah. You get some asshole who did something Illegal or whatever, a few months ago, and now they're an influencer. Yeah. So I, I I wanted to ask Utah, was there any was there any kind of comment whatsoever on that type of thing in the <sighs> the series, or did it literally just totally ignore the whole courtroom? Just kind of
2: ignored the co- courtroom bust up, and I didn't care. It it's not that kind of show. Mm-hmm. It, it's not there to be. I mean. For those that have seen it, the final Hulk reveal in the last episode shows everything you need to know about what kind of show this
0: is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I gotta just it.
2: brilliant. It turns things on its head, and it's a breath of goddamn fresh air.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, She-Hulk, amazing. There and and my God, the opening credits to the final episode. Kirsten, you're going to lose your shit. <laughs> you're going to lose your goddamn shit. <laughs>
1: I'll have to watch that. Yeah, did I they
3: was. Did they, do they introduce some like not well-known characters in it? Um, like some like Luke Cage or something like that. Like his
2: series did. I, I can't reveal anything. Okay, I can't right. reveal anything. Although it is definitely worthwhile. It's there's plenty of reveals in the show, and I don't think they're the reveals the way the fanboys would like them to be. And I'd <laughs> like
1: that too. All right. Well, there is a certain satisfaction in just watching something and knowing, you know, oh, they're gonna hate Mm -hmm. that. And it is. She Hulk has always
2: been a comedy, even in its most moderate iterations of comic books. Always had, always had a comic lick to it Mm -hmm. in one way or another. So, and yes, and just the fact that Pugsley is in there just makes me (laughs) makes me me happy.
1: Yeah. So I enjoyed House of the Dragon. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So. uh, I actually, I kind of did a mat. I just started watching it, and at four in the morning, I'm like, "Well, I got two episodes to go, but I gotta go to sleep." So then I finished it off the next day. Is the first season done, or is it still going? Yes, done? okay, it's done. So, and uh, yeah, actually, speaking of that, I can finally yeah. watch
3: uh, Lord of the Rings one since it's now fully up. Yeah, because I like yeah. to binge everything. I don't like waiting. Right,
1: I hate it. Yeah, so. I, uh, Rings of Power is next. It, it Rings of Power, Andor, yeah. gotta finish off. C. Sea Hulk? Sea Hulk. I still have to watch all the Star Treks. I feel your pain. You still have to watch Luke Cage. I finished Luke Cage. Iron Fist. I finished Iron Fist. Defenders. Didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I know I'd get there eventually. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but now it feels like Star Wars Legends. I would have interesting read the Star Wars <laughs> Legends books until they said, nah, none of that's real. Wait. Now we have the new canon. And so I'm like, <laughs> I want to watch the old canon <laughs> oh stuff
1: now. I want to... Oh, so no Agents well, of C. S.H.I.E.L.D. Hey, no, Sigourney Weaver's
3: in
2: there. She's good. I'm sure she's great. Okay. All she's right. I, I, there's other Sigourney Weaver things I can watch. All right. It's uh, I don't need to invest 10 more hours into something that doesn't matter anymore.
1: Wow. What do you mean, doesn't matter? It hasn't been officially closed out. Not officially, but it's been closed out. Oh, my
2: God. They're they're picking and choosing. Even the, the Daredevil reboot is going to be a complete just reboot. Is it? Yeah. They're, they're using Charlie Cox, but it's going to be a reboot.
1: I did not know that. Yeah.
2: I thought that that was... Uh... They
3: got to they gotta
2: spray wash away the Netflix filth. Like, what Netflix filth? It was great. They, well, just like the, the Star Wars Legends stuff, they're going to keep the stuff that they want to keep and throw out all the rest. So all that hmm. matters is what you see going forward.
1: Hire an actor who wants to train for Iron Fist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that actor is interested in re, re- reprising his role as Iron Fist. I'll mm-hmm. bet he is wanting to get
1: in on this. But Yeah uh but that's really funny because yeah i mean i heard it was uh nobody ever said a name but the they actually were just like yeah main character didn't want to didn't want to train for the martial arts and stuff and or for a martial arts character (laughs) yeah so i you know what i say go for the gender flip i think she's earned it give jessica make jessica henwick Danielle Rand, I'm, I'm done. in for that. Sounds great to me. She, I think she could just totally own it and just be in command of it. Mm-hmm. And I like watching man babies cry. So please, yes, yes. there you oh, go. You,
2: you, you. Huh.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, she was great. I want her to get some stuff. So and now, oh, yeah. hmm? and now, uh,
2: Ford Harrison Ford is going to be Harrison Ford replacing in two movies now. William Hurt. Wow. Yep. So he's going to be in the uh, the Thunderbolts And he's going to be in the new Captain America movie
3: Is there any flying involved? <laughs> <laughs> Keep him away from the Cessna Yes, yes thank you yes. very much I For everyone's well, safety Well, I don't know yes. he, uh,
1: he is an Air Force General, right? <laughs> yes. Isn't he? Oh no, he is, he is yeah. Oh well, no, Army, Army Is Thunderbolt Army? I hope so I think he's, I don't know, dude Uh oh I thought he was just
3: replacing the character of. Um, yeah,
1: he's replacing William Hurt's character.
3: Yeah, he's army.
1: I believe he's army. He's army. Oh, okay. Yes, we'll run with that. Yeah, it was funny because Hurt was. I, I Hurt was good. Uh huh. He was good, but he was not as. Oh, I don't know if I want to say bombastic, but he was not as gruff. Was, yeah, as, uh, as 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 the comic book. Yeah, I mean the comic book was 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 uh, an only slightly restrained J. Jonah Jameson, really, very much you so. Know, you know, only slightly. I he still raised his fist and yelled and stuff, and uh, but yeah, <laughs> I can't remember his name. General what? Ross. That's it. There you go. Ross Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, Thaddeus, I believe, is his first name. Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. So, House of the Dragon. Your, your, yeah. Well, give, give me your, your impressions overall. Um, I liked it. Okay. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. Um, lots of palace intrigue stuff, which you know, um, um, it, it was well done palace intrigue. So I got into it. I, generally, I like my you know fantasy being more sword and sorcery ish. Everyone's running around with swords and magic and shit. That costs money. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so, this so, is House of the Dragons. Like, how many dragons do you want? Yeah, uh, we can give you two. Yeah. So, the, but they, um, it's really, really just very heavily uh, intrigue, political intrigue, palace intrigue, and it's well done. Um, and people the, are giving it a shot after season eight of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy yeah. for that because it, yeah.
3: no other IP crashed and burned more than that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, but this one, this one, I mean, it's starting out nice and strong. Yeah. So it was interesting because two of the main characters, the central women, actually uh, were teenage characters cast by uh, girls in their early 20s. And then uh, about three quarters, two thirds of the way through the season, you have a time jump. So they replace them with women who are a little older. And I was sitting there watching that and I'm like, "Mm, I guess... You know, I think the younger women could have actually played the older versions, but at the same time, it was it was rather convincing, making them look kind of teen, especially the girl playing the Targaryen. So, so the older version would be about what age? It's 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 only a ten year oh, job. Okay. So yeah, so the older versions are played by twenty eight year old and thirty year old, I believe, and they're playing almost that age, but it's a ten year difference. So we're talking like a six to eight year gap between the actresses, so, you know. But oh, I mean, yeah. it, 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 it was it, it it just I was just like ah. Eh. But then I grew to like the actresses who were playing the, the older roles. Okay. So and it, it's a little weird because like the the guy who plays the father, Viserys Targaryen, and uh, then uh, Matt Smith's character, Damon, they're the same throughout. Which I think kind of adds to the weirdness of the cash change, but it it, it worked anyway. Okay. And it, it's. Do they go into more?
3: Do they go into more <coughs> of like the Dornish forces? Because that nation I wanted to see
1: more of. Not Game of yet. The, okay. uh, the, um, if I'm reading this all correctly, I don't think Dorn is a part of Westeros yet. I, I'm, I don't think uh, it ever was. Yeah. Well, no. They, they, they. The thing about Dorne was it married into the kingdom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they were the they only... They were trying
3: to conquer them, but they could never they find could never the forces. Do it. They, they could yeah, never yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Dorne was the only one that held off the dragons. Yeah. Um, So this one, actually, like the major conflict is uh, the um, uh, stepping stones, part of the narrow sea, which is... a. important shipping lane that gets colonized by uh free cities bravosi you know pirates called the triarchy and so there's always this tension about doing something about that and one house wants something done and the kingdom doesn't want to go to war and that's part of it and then the king makes a couple of bad decisions regarding the succession so and uh, it's basically leading up to a uh a uh, Targaryen or maybe you could call it a Valyrian uh, caste, C-A-S-T-E, um, civil war. Okay. The, these two houses of the, the, the white-haired dominators of the, of the kingdom are about to go to war. And it all gets a little complicated. You know, uh, Matt Smith's character starts off as a complete dick, and he never quite loses that but at the same time you're sort of like mm, you kind of you, you you kind of get your sympathy for him and then the one targaryen girl who you would start off the series with like total sympathy her side this is about her she's and you're doing like, you think,
3: bitch yeah <laughs> she's doing
1: things like you're like oh, what the hell you know so everyone actually has little bits and pieces of that Except for like the key one or two characters who are just, ugh, you, yeah, you, this is all your fault. So, um, The guy who plays one of the uh, Targaryen kids, he's one of the ones who ages up. His name is Aemond in the uh, trailers. If you see a guy with an eye patch, this is the guy. He's doing a really nice job. I'm liking him and I like his look too. I look at him and I'm just like, I've seen this in a few other places on the internet. And some people are like saying, Elric, Elric, make him Elric. (laughs) Because he's kind of, he's kind of, he has a really good look for that. So, and it's interesting. So it's interesting stuff. It's, um, um, it's one of the cool things they do is you revisit some of the sets and it's like, oh, this is what this was like 200 years before which is kind of interesting. The Iron Throne especially, because that's... Just made out of a few daggers? No, the opposite. Oh, shit. It's actually the the melted swords and everything go down to the floor and spill out, and they are like narrow pathways up to the throne. You get the definite impression that at a later time, they started clearing out some of the shit and left just the throne, because this, the the throne, the dais, the stairs, the steps, it all just heads right down to the floor. And it, it's kind of cool, because the king is now protected, essentially, by this little forest of swords of his conquered enemies. Sure. but after
2: his offspring, Baemon Targaryen, took a little poor spill, yeah, they had to take it all down. Yeah. What? <laughs> Spoilers.
3: Um.
1: And um, there's, uh, there's some nice dragon moments, too. So there's cool stuff. Um,
3: and they're a lot bigger in this one, right? They are the, bigger. The, the yeah. dragons? Yeah.
1: I Gosh. mean, yeah, I guess so. They kind of tell you they're bigger. Because <laughs> it, it, seriously, it's sort of like... Eventually, the scale kind of loses meaning. And I think they were making Daenerys's dragons so damn big. I'm like, okay... They said this one's the biggest dragon ever, but oops, I don't know shit. But it, it's been, it's I'm li- I liked it. I'm curious to uh, to follow along. I haven't watched it on purpose
2: uh, because my wife has never seen uh, Game of Thrones. Oh boy,
1: and eventually <laughs> she will. So you're never going to see it.
2: Uh, so what I'd like to do is do the experiment of watching this one yes. before watching Game of Thrones. That would
1: actually be interesting. I think you should do that cuz and ended at season 7. Don't even go. <laughs> don't go beyond it. Yeah.
2: Well, that's why I don't want to watch that and then be completely disappointed and then forget to watch don't want to watch this at all. Yeah. Season yeah.
1: 8 and then she's like, "No, I'm going to have to take a few years before I." Uh. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was cool. It was very cool. I enjoyed it. And it, it's kind of funny because it kind of got me jazzed to watch Rings of Power. I'm like, I don't want to watch that now. And uh, I read a thing where there's actually only like a 34% overlap in uh, viewership. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's, I would have thought that there would have been a lot more. But only like a third of the people who have seen one are going to have seen the other. That is, is bizarre. fascinating. That, and also, it's strange, it, it, the the other Nielsen thing was, uh, it's uh, overwhelmingly male. That's We're watching which? Both. Oh, okay. Yeah. That it's is, like that majority is male. Yes, and that's just like, okay, where? So it's, on the one hand, the man babies are wrong, because guys are watching it, but on the other hand, it's like, Okay, you're you're doing female centric protagonists and it's still more guys watching it. I don't know. I don't know.
2: I wonder what the crossover is with Wheel <clears> of Time and these as well.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting. I gotta ask a serious
2: question
3: here. Oh
1: shit. Yeah, it, yeah. How's the nudity level in
2: House of <laughs> v- It's a very serious question.
3: Yeah.
1: It's uh it's nowhere near Damn it. All right. Yeah. There are a couple there are a couple visits to the body houses where oh, wow. you see everything you know you get your requisite uh, Game of Thrones orgy scene but that's really it you don't as they say in the industry <clears throat> as they say in the industry you don't see any pink when it comes to the main character women so they, they it's obvious they're naked but you don't see background uh, bodies exactly no. so it's it's interesting it's so yeah no it's nothing like uh, like no caster castle no no Fuck Castle no, they're dead no uh oh, no man. poor uh emily okay what's her name just nude all over the place first and second season oh yeah and then, the see, then she then she got some agent. Then she got some <laughs> juice and uh, started saying, No, no more. Yeah You know, we, we gotta see Jason's Wang before we Jason's character is dead. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oops. Just spoil it for Pixie. Oh, game of yes. Sorry, Pixie. I know you're listening to this and just yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, um, you're gonna enjoy Game of Wang. <laughs> game of
3: Wang. <laughs> So that line is actually in there. Fuck them until they're dead. That
1: line is in there. That line is in there. It is in there. It is. That's why people watched it. Yeah. The the one thing they they really need to fix for all of their little quote unquote medieval accuracy, they keep cutting to the long shots of the castles and Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's really funny because it's always a castle surrounded by wilderness, you know, Mm -hmm. It's like a castle and there's grasslands or castle and trees and shit. And Where's the serfs? Well, exactly. Because it's like the castles were actually almost always like a center point of a little village. or so There was always shit on the outside yeah. surrounding the castle. And here... Like, I, like the Red Keep. That's basically what a castle was back in the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's in the city. So at least you got that. Yeah. Right? But you cut to... Um, I forget which uh, specific castle it was, but there was uh, one. It reminded me of uh, South Garden in Game of Thrones. That's where... uh, High Garden. High Garden. Yeah. Where High Garden where um, Diana Riggs' character was. Big, beautiful medieval castle. I thought you talked about Diana Riggs. Yeah, well, that too. And just grassland. It's like surrounded by nothing. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not that's how it not happens. how, <laughs> you know. You guys are priding yourselves. That's the summer escape keep. Yeah, really. Yeah.
3: Um, well, if you want to go medieval, accuracy, it would be like a fort to protect like a trading route. Yeah, that, that that's what exactly. Those are. And and no, you don't
1: you don't even yeah. And you don't have sometimes tourism. it's just like a little fort. You'll get some right. Yeah. Like uh, the perfect example is uh, River Run. Yes, that's exactly what they're there for. It's a major road. It's a major place for trade to go through. That that's it. Yeah. But then you, you know, the veil, walking through a little. I mean, that's kind of cool walking through that little canyon and you see the castle there. But it's like, uh, guys, that's. Oh well, I, I don't know why I'm complaining anyway. Well, that's a valid point. <laughs> Not it. Yeah. But anyway, watch watch it. Watch House of the Dragon. I think it's fun. I think it's cool. Um, deep. If you like political intrigue, if you like. Uh, you Know backstabbing, who am I talking to here? Uh, i <laughs> talking to the yeah, yeah. Canadian over the, the there. Canadian, right? Because <laughs> of that Canadian backstabbing, <laughs> you uh, got you got Gre- Greyjoy over here. <laughs> this guy,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Greyjoy Littlefinger. I mean, he's yeah, right there. We, we do not sell, <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah, I can hardly wait to watch Ring of Power, and like Matt said, I also want to watch Andor, because that really... Oh, yeah, it's good. The yeah. first episode is good. Yeah, to I'm looking forward. Yeah. So, yeah, there's good stuff out there. Finish off She-Hulk and laugh at all the man-baby crying. Yes! Make those fuckers cry. Well, I've been on the craft table all week. I've been uh, working on the uh,
2: Grave Golem, nearly complete now. So I've been posting pictures up on the Kofi. so that'll be ready to give away before long, uh, but I also reacquainted with something I haven't uh, been into in decades. And i stayed away from it mostly because it's so damned expensive. Uh, but I was uh, brought back in this week by my wife. My wife got me a, a Lego set. What? Uh, a surprise gift. Uh, what a wife. I, I I dropped one of my jobs uh, but, jobs yeah this last week was uh my last for the legos last day at the airport uh, and so uh i only have one job now well mm-hmm. it's oh, wonderful okay. and uh as a congratulatory gift my wife ah. got me a a lego set she got me the uh, uh infinity gauntlet lego set Ooh, and, a good piece. and Ooh. I, I broke that open the other night and i, I start to finish i just Built it in one evening and just had a wonderful time, and I am absolutely gobsmacked on how these goddamn Lego engineers figure this shit out. Not not only to to build because that's an intricate glove that that thing makes. I mean, a lot of Lego sets, especially the higher end ones, are super intricate, but this, but. How the engineer not only puts it all together, but is able to create that booklet on how to build it step by step, is a goddamn feat. I am I I just marveled at that the entire way. Yep. Going, I've made three mistakes, and in, in very clear cut instructions, uh, and those mistakes hmm. are on me, not on the instructions. Games Workshop needs to hire that guy to write their instruction manuals. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about absolutely. Jeez. Uh, although they've gotten better over the years. Yeah, at least there's that. Um, but it's it's been a joy. Uh, if you've ever been a part of Lego in your past and thought about getting back into it, one, don't. It's expensive. Uh, uh, <laughs> but two, do. It is is such a a joy. I, I this will not be my last Lego set. It's it's broken the dam open. There will there will be another one nice soon. I'm sure. Uh, but that's a, a lot of joy, a lot of joy that brought. Now,
3: have you, do you make sure you clean up the area before you go to bed at night and don't step on that landmine of a brick of a Lego? <laughs> uh,
2: one, do it on the table and keep it contained. Yes. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that shit. Yeah. But I did have that one moment where the one piece fell out of my fingers and onto the floor and ran away somewhere not to be found for 15 minutes oh, oh and you're like i'm gonna find it 3 oh a.m. Yeah. yeah because it's it's a piece that you're like i know it's gonna be a piece that when i look at the final product i'm gonna go that's where the piece should be right there one there you of go. the gems so, one of the gems so, so I, i've that i've definitely found it but it found a way to bounce into a place it had yeah. no business they bouncing do into. they
1: do bounce they and got that they're sentient Every single one of them are mm. trying to escape. You, you can't let them. You know what, Todd? You just you just triggered a a, a money maker. Am I got. We're we're rich. Oh yeah. We're gonna be rich. Oh good. We need to patent mm-hmm. a way that Lego pieces. It's a clear film that doesn't interfere with the pieces appearance, but it shows up under UV light. <laughs>
2: It's just, it's yeah. a, a coating that they do in the factory? Is that yeah. what it is? And,
1: okay. and you drop that piece on the floor, you turn off the lights, Black get the flashlight. Flash and then you go, oh, I there. thought it was one piece. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not Lego. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, it's a scorpion over there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I should have done this on a hotel
1: bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny in a hotel. It's like oh, I still really, can't
2: we, find the we, fucking piece. Think of the alibi.
1: Well,
3: officer, I was searching for Lego bits.
1: There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, blah, blah. So anyway, I think that's a great idea. I think we got a money maker. There's something to that. Yeah. Just a yeah, just a little cover. Because they do. They hit the they hit the floor and then and it doesn't matter. Nope. It could be deep pile rug. It could be. Stone, it could be hardwood, it, it doesn't matter, whatever it hits, it's sproying yep. and just flips in this omnidirectional manner. It'll It'll us lies us- and waits, uh, found it, find its way up on the shelves somehow. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> so yeah, but it is great. 600 pieces, and it wasn't enough, it was wonderful. Oh, dude, I had the castle, ah, yes, the castle way back, and you know, my damn father. Of course, I go to college and he did the whole, oh, must become sale. a man, got to sell his toys. <laughs> and that was one of the things that was just mm-hmm. sold to somebody ungrateful. For like ungrateful. two bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. It's just like, Jesus. Because <laughs> it was medieval. It's like all these medieval Legos. Yeah, yeah, you know That is actually worth some money. It that is. Side. I know. Yeah. yeah. That one, the space
2: sets. Oh, yeah. well.
3: I had Castle Grayskull, so I feel
1: you. Mm. And my mom got rid of that. Ouch. Ouch. God.
2: Yeah. The, the horror.
1: Now, yeah. and it's really funny. And cause, the Battle Because now parents, plants. now parents, you know, the kids go away and the parents, they, they still sell it, but now they're on eBay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, now they've know. got more yeah. ways. Of yeah. It, man. Now man. They're, they're looking for the big score. It's like Lego Castle. Teach you how to pay for your tuition. I'm sell yeah. your fucking castle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll offer 50 bucks. I'm not taking less than 800 <laughs> yeah. buy right now $800 yeah.
2: now let's go in and get some news let's do some news you don't give a shit about yeah <laughs> see, I see that you both love this part
1: <laughs> well we're just imagining Barry's face oh okay well why would you do that to yourself first of all second of
2: all I get it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a t-shirt
3: that's a t-shirt right why
2: there why would you do that second of all I get it yeah news yeah. you don't give a shit about Comcast has announced that they are pulling the plug on G4 TV. The news comes just a year after its relaunch. In a memo set to, sent to, to, be, uh, set to be sent out to all employees, uh, Spectacore CEO Dave Scott explained that the company's investment and efforts to revive the network just didn't gain traction. The network's programming slate included the revived version of original G4 Mainstays, Attack of the Show, and X-Play Plus, comedy-boosted, Japanese competition series Ninja Warrior, eSports competitions, and a Dungeons & Dragons limited series. Along with putting content on YouTube and social media, G4 has a multi-year agreement with Twitch and pay TV distribution deals with Verizon, Cox, Infinity, Xfinity, sorry, TV, and Filio. (laughs) uh spectacore's main business focus is on sports and live events the results of g4 were never particularly material to spectacore but the division has avidly pursued esports making the g4 revival a logical thing to attempt so g4 made a made a good attempt you know what i was watching it i i, I think i was the only one here that was mm. uh, but uh i was enjoying it i i I've always enjoyed X-Play's style of delivery and kind of kept yeah. that. I've always liked Adam Sessler, and his, his voice was always a welcome uh, addition to that show. Uh, never really got into the other stuff, though. Attack of the Show and, and so on. Uh, boosted. Never really called into that. And I never did catch the D&D show. I'm not sure when that did
1: air. What, what the hell was that? It was a and d live play show. Oh, live play. Okay. Yeah. Was that the... That wasn't... No, that wasn't the Harmon cast, was it? I don't think so. Okay,
2: um, But uh, hmm. uh, honestly, I don't know who was in that particular yeah. cast. Uh, but I enjoyed it. It was what it was, and I still got plenty of X-plays that I still haven't watched on my DVR that are still backed up, because it's a daily show, for God's sake. Uh, but I'm glad they gave it another shot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, I'm glappy it happened. You know, it's, oh. it's, I'd rather have more of it for a little while and it go away than not have gotten right. it at all.
1: I used to watch their—I uh, don't even know what the hell it was called—their version, almost like their version of news you don't give a shit about. It was just nerd news that they would spit out real quick, and and like it was known later on uh, that one really snarky brunette, and she would always talk like it was like this, and then it were like, oh, and then they would do, you know, so yeah, and then this happened, and you know. I can't remember her name but she was she was kind of big on that and i never got into any of that i never i just never did so
2: it was definitely before its time and because of it it was the only thing of its time back when it was out is before yeah. youtube and yeah. and any kind of internet programming so it was the first thing that had an ongoing tv and nerd centric thing so i really appreciate the groundbreak it did for the rest of nerd culture um, it's just now there's so much for it to compete against on the internet that it can't handle just yeah. being on television. We're here now. Yeah. <laughs> it's our fault. Yes. That's right.
3: We did it. <laughs> it was us. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did.
1: Wicked Geek! Aww. yeah. Oh. <laughs> eh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Liam Neeson is officially set to star in a new Naked Gun film produced by Paramount Pictures. The movie will be directed by Akiva Schaefer, the most recently directed the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Uh, Seth McFarlane has been working on getting this project off the ground for a few years, and he'll be producing alongside Erica Huggins. So, thoughts on a Liam
1: Neeson-led uh, Naked Gun reboot? I saw this, I saw this like yesterday, day before, and I actually think it could work.
3: I will find you. I have a certain set of skills. I will find you. Sir, this is a pizza joint. What do you want? Yeah. I mean (laughs) I
1: mean Neeson being dead fucking serious and just stone cold straight man. And I think I think and everything around him is ridiculous. I think that would I think it could work, yeah.
2: I, I, I am hard pressed to think of any other actor that could pull off the naked gun. And you need somebody that has that history of gravitas to make it work. I mean, that's what Leslie Nielsen was. He was a hardcore, very serious actor up until Airplane. hmm yeah. yeah. And honestly, he, he ran with that and created a whole new career for himself yeah, because it, of it. Talk about career reinvention, yeah. But, uh, but before then, yeah, I mean, like Robert Stack and all that. that, that, that that's what made Airplane <laughs> work. <laughs> was all this craziness was happening around him, but everyone took everything so deadly yeah. serious.
1: and it was all these guys who were not known for that sort of thing. Yeah, so you know.
2: this uh, Liam Neeson, I think a fine choice. Uh, can you think of any other actors that have that kind of uh, just absolute gravitas of, of just seriousness that
1: think... Could possibly work as a Frank Drebin? Oh, I don't know about could possibly. I mean, I know who I Daniel like Day to, Lewis. You know, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis, right? I can't, I can't really argue that. Can, I like can that you, can, how about uh, how about Morgan Freeman? Oh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan would, Freeman could definitely you know, work. Morgan Freeman maybe because of those whole uh, you know Olympus has fallen. Maybe do a uh, a Naked Gun airplane type thing about the White House, and Morgan Freeman is the president. I mean, we did Veep. You got yeah, Veep, yeah, yeah. but still, you know, something like that, right? So, I don't know. What about okay, uh, Mr. Gravitas? Yeah. What about Harrison Ford?
2: That's the first thing that came to my mind was Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh,
1: although yeah. I, I don't think he could pull it off somehow.
2: <laughs> I just don't think he would understand what was happening in the well, script.
1: Actually, he'd come I, in with like a Jack Ryan type attitude. Well, he would I, do that. I think he would. He would I think he would also have, I. I think he there's no way you could escape him having just a little bit, just the teeniest bit of lip curl. You know, where he's like Yeah, I know this is this is this is nuts. <laughs> yeah. I, I you know. I,
2: I think he would look at the script and go, This is stupid. I don't even know
0: about
1: in <laughs> <laughs> comedy. Um, trying to think but of the yeah. other ones. I don't know that, uh, who else, who else, who yeah. else Yeah.
2: Uh, god, <laughs> oh,
3: there it is. I think that's our list. Of that. That's uh, yeah. I don't know.
2: Denzel Washington, I think that could really work. Yeah, I think Denzel
1: Washington would work
2: real well as a Frank Drebin. Wow, mm,
1: you know, you got to get your really serious guys, but that's yeah, so
2: that's just it. It's, it's hard to think of the ones that are really serious ones that haven't done like a comedy so you so you think all these serious things and then i'll say oh wait that was a comedy and that's kind of right right kind of throws cause, it all i off. mean
1: because you can sit there uh i mean because there are actors who have the chops right yeah. so uh leonardo dicaprio like Clooney too but yeah I mean, uh brad pitt but at the same time it's like mm, it's There has to be something, I think, I think you're right about the whole uh, Leslie Nielsen thing. There has to be something about your history, what you as a star bring to it, it as your history. Yeah,
2: when you are cast, you are cast as a position of authority 100%.
1: Yes, and you are known, you are seared into the pop culture zeitgeist, you know, with that. And DiCaprio has had enough madcap stuff and... Brad, I mean, well, Brad Pitt after, after, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing the movies. I want to say seven monkeys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love seven monkeys. Seven Seven monkeys was spectacular. After
1: 12 monkeys. I mean, he was fucking spectacular in that. And that was, that was a bonkers role. You know, then, so after that, it's sort of like, eh. and uh, burn after reading. I mean, that was another one that he was pretty fucking funny. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, Morgan Freeman, Daniel Day Lewis, yeah. Denzel. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, I think, uh, I think that should be the that should be the hook. They should do a series, and every season, it's a new serious actor. Playing Frank.
2: Oh, wow. That's
1: like a, a tr- tr-
3: like a true true detective type thing.
2: Different, <laughs> true,
1: yeah. True detective. Uh, yeah. Yeah. T r o o detective. And uh, <laughs> 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 yes, I like this. <laughs> yeah. I like he's, this. he's detective Frank True. You know, and it's just every season different, different, utterly serious actor surrounded by mania. I, Jesus, dude. I I'll never forget it. The first time I watched Airplane, I just never, when when Robert Stack yeah. starts taking out all of the solicitors at the airport, it's just like, this thing's fucking crazy. <laughs> and it's like, and this is Robert Stack doing it. Yeah. You know, right? And Lloyd Bridges, yeah. oh, bad day to give up glue sniffing. It's like, what the hell is going, and these guys are agreeing to do this. This is insane. <laughs>
3: It was it was it. it what? And the one actor though who should rename, we will not name but he's in that movie too. <laughs> but yeah. I yeah, I just
1: football star. Mm. Oh <laughs> but yeah, it's um yeah. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, he's he's a good choice. I think if if someone can do it, he can do it. So And I never watched the uh, Chippendale
2: Rescue Rangers movie. No. But everyone I know that's seen it says it's quite subversive and really, really enjoyable.
1: Okay, that is actually a good point because I have heard that too.
2: Matt? I have not heard it. I don't care about Chippin' Dale.
1: <laughs> right? And neither do I.
2: And, and so The thing is, I know that neither does Jeff and Jeff watched it because he watches everything and
1: <laughs> he really, really loved it. He yeah. probably thought it was a a Magic Mike ripoff. Uh, and well, he and... thinks everything is a Magic Mike yeah. ripoff. That's
2: why he watches so much just looking for the next Magic Mike. Yeah. He wants Thunder
1: the Down Under movie
2: so bad.
1: <laughs> Thunder the Down Under. <laughs> and and yeah, but but he was like, "Well, it wasn't that, but it was subversive, and I really enjoyed it." Oh well, <laughs> onto the porn. I had a wonderful time. This oh, movie God. kept me laughing, and I never stopped. And you guys, I talked to God. Look at this. Look at this. See what happens when you miss an episode.
2: Fair. I mean fair
1: and, game andy knows God <laughs> almighty he used to send after he would listen when he was first gone he would send me messages like Jesus
2: Christ <laughs> you guys we want to make sure you know you're still a part of the group and you're <laughs> not even here
1: right it the worst thing that can happen to you in this circle is you're ignored right what'd you say
2: I I I was busy not listening to Vlark oh okay yeah Hasbro's E1 production company is developing a new documentary about Dungeons & Dragons. D&D fan and official ambassador Joe Mag... Mag I never get his name. Joe Magnolia? Joe Maganello. Joe Maganello. Not Magnolia? (laughs) Joe Magnolia will co-direct the doc with uh, Kyle Newman from 1UP. Joey Maggs. Joey Maggs. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons was created by Gary Gygax and Chip Dave Dillman. Arneson. Yes, it was. Hot stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff will tell you all about it. And it was first published by Tactical Studies Rules Incorporated in 1974 and has been distributed by Hasbro Subsidy, Wizards of the Coast, ever since 1997. The documentary will draw from over 400 hours of archive, never-before-seen footage, going back to the game's creation in the early 1970s to which the... The mags Newman and uh, <laughs> Adam F. Goldberg have spent recent years acquiring exclusive rights. Interesting. Uh, the film, also featuring exclusive interviews with celebrity fans of the game, will benefit from Wizards of the Coast offering to the filmmakers of inside access to highly confidential developments concerning the game and brand. Uh, this being the first time this level of access has been authorized, unquote. Uh, this news comes as E1 and Paramount Pictures... Uh, are producing their Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves movie. A movie is supposed to drop in theaters on March 3rd. The studio is also developing several other scripted film and TV projects based on Dungeons and Dragons. The documentary is set to be released in 2024 as the game celebrates its 50th anniversary. Of course. It's all about timing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You said it's going to be released in theaters? Uh, all I know is they're making a documentary. Whether well, it's released oh, in theaters, that's I'm probably not. Probably not. Yeah. A few few documentaries. No, it'll are be on it
1: be on Wizards of the
2: Coast
3: Plus.
1: Uh, right? I was gonna say Hasbro yeah. Plus. It'll yeah, be streaming. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, Manganello's big fan. Yeah. He's a bigger fan than Vin Diesel. He's like, he's probably the I say he's the biggest celeb fan. Gotta be. So. Um, I'm totally I'm totally cool with it in his hands. I when I first saw the headline, I was just sort of like, Well, is is Hasbro Wizards of the Coast gonna are they really gonna delve into the the dirty stuff? You know that, that, that's the, that's that the, you and I have been reading and right. all those different all <laughs> the, the fifty thousand now different books on the creation of Dungeons and Dragons right? that are the, out the there. fights, the financial misappropriation, yeah, uh, all the bad it. decisions. So uh it'll be interesting to see what tact they take and how they approach it. Right. I, I've got a feeling
2: something real glossy is coming. Oh, Yeah, yes. it, it probably... It, Whitewash it, the fuck out of
1: It is nice because Wizards has actually made sure to give Arneson his due. So it's very hard to get any kind of an official release from Hasbro Wizards that doesn't refer to Guy Gax as a co-creator. Yes. And at some point they mention Arneson, so that's nice. Uh, but where they'll where well, they go with things, yeah, that'll be that'll be the interesting part. Uh, what I do love though is that all that archival footage they supposedly what? Have. what the hell is what this is the '70s? What right. do they got? 16 millimeter? Uh, maybe. You know, uh, who I, knows? It's, it's Early
2: interviews? Be... Somebody's yeah, somebody's grabbed an eight, <laughs> Had a little yeah. camera with no sound around the office. Uh, who knows? Yeah, really. Oscar-winning filmmaker Bong Joon-ho. Wait. Is set. Why are you smiling at me, Kay? It's set to adapt Edward Ashton's upcoming novel, Mickey Seven, and Robert Pattinson is in star, Talks to Star in it. Uh, Warner Brothers will distribute. <laughs> the novel centers on Mickey Seven, a man on an expedition to colonize the ice world of Niflheim. The expendable employee takes jobs too risky for everyone else, and when he dies, he regenerates as a clone with most of his memories intact. When Mickey Mickey 7 is presumed dead, he returns to the mission's base only to see a new clone, Mickey 8, has taken his place.
3: Unquote. It's not going to be released. Warner Brothers. That's 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 why he's snickering. That's why I'm snickering. Sci-fi, Warner Brothers. (laughs) No,
1: no, because I'm like, that's Moon. Yeah, kind of. With uh, Rockwell. right? I'm I'm hoping they...
2: uh, they turn up the paranoia aspect of it. Go with the paranoia aspect. Mm-hmm. Paranoia tabletop RPG aspect. I would like that. Hmm. Uh, this will be Bong's first feature film since 2019's global sensation Parasite, which became the first non-English language movie to win the Oscar for Best Picture. Bong also now Best Director and shared the award for Best Original Screenplay as well. And that movie earned $259 million worldwide. It even has a spinoff series in development at HBO. And before that, he directed the Netflix released *Okja* in in twenty seventeen, *Snowpiercer* in twenty thirteen, and A *Mother* two thousand nine, among others. So that's all him. Holy yeah, right. So Mickey seven. Uh, so sure, uh, yeah, I see some moon to it, but I like moon, and I wouldn't mind that uh, theme explored further in some regard.
1: Well, we'll see. I mean, he's he's the man. He. Uh, yeah. Um, incredible director writer he's got it he does just great stuff so whatever's going to happen is going to be great i think well it won't be with the warner brothers <laughs> so he's gonna have <laughs> well, to shop it around netflix right. will it's, buy it or yeah, something
2: day to day um right now I, I this uh i didn't put discovery the discovery guy
3: will wake up and turn to the right in his bed and be like
2: oh let's cancel that Well, <laughs> oh, back to sleep all right oh. I didn't put this in the news because it was just kind of developing, and so it's not a fully formed news story just yet, but it started to be reported that all these uh, directors and actors are they're just overwhelming DC with projects that they want to do because there is such a leadership vacuum at Warner Brothers that everyone's trying to get their projects and vying for power to move the, the needle as far as what they want to do personally. Mm. So, okay. all right. So, I mean, it's what's going to happen in a power vacuum. There's nobody running that show right
1: now. No. Yeah, they need they need bigs. They need bigs. The guy needs a job. He Warner does. Brothers, come on.
2: And he's good. He's, he he likes Superman.
1: What more do you need? There you go. He, he really likes Superman. Yeah. So hey, you know. I mean, we'll get, we'll get I, eight I, Superman I, movies a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know liking Superman was not a criterion in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but try something new. Yeah, maybe that was what was missing, you know. Go for it. Come on. Just do it. But I'm just kidding, Zack Snyder hire me <laughs> for anything. For Netflix stuff. Um <laughs> Robbie
2: Coltrane Hagrid from the Harry Potter films has died at the age of 72. Uh, Coltrane also appeared in a pair of James Bond movies, *Golden Eye* and *The World Is Not Enough*, as two, as 007's Russian enemy-turned ally, Valentin uh, Zakovsky. Uh, born Anthony Robert McMillan, uh, the actor changed his name, his surname, to pay homage to the famed jazz saxophonist John Coltrane. His career stretched back to the early 80s with roles in *Flash Gordon* and *National Lampoon's European Vacation*. And, of course, he played the criminal psychologist Dr. Eddie Fitz Fitzgerald in the ITV television series Cracker, which earned him a British Academy Television Award for Best Actor. So, yeah, Robbie Coltrane. Hmm. It's, he's one of those guys that's, like, disappeared in all. If it was a British TV show, uh, you might see him if it went long enough. Okay. He, he was yeah. everywhere. I mean, he was he even had a, if I remember, he was in the, yeah, he was in The Young Ones even at one point. As a, as a bouncer to the bathroom nightclub, you had to be there. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Robbie Coltrane is one of those faces and voices. And, of course, as Hagrid, uh, just as influential, influential as can be to the, the youngest out there. So
1: Yeah. I, um, I saw Harry Potter before I, you know, dabbled in reading the books. So. But for people for whom it was the other way around... Him and Maggie Smith were like the two that a lot of the readers were just really excited about. And were like, oh my god, that's it. Bang. That's it. Perfectly. Yeah. He was so. a perfect hybrid. <clears throat> yeah. Paul Greengrass,
2: uh, who did the Bourne Supremacy, Captain Phillips, Jason Bourne, has been hired on to write and direct the movie adaptation of horror icon Stephen King's bestseller, fairy tale. King is a fan of Greengrass's films and has granted him the option, at the usual dollar, against a healthy back end, for a, quote, <laughs> epic tale that follows a 17-year-old boy who inherits the keys to a terrifying world where good and evil are at war. The stakes could not be higher for that world and ours as he journeys into the mythic roots of human storytelling, unquote. Mythic roots? Now, of course, fairy tale, that's what the Geek Shop yes! Book Club is reading right now. Oh, my God. So, what uh, a coincidence, so, Todd. Right? So that's that's happening. So I mean How's that going? I'm for you? not surprised because a Stephen King novel and every single Stephen King novel gets optioned by somebody somewhere. Yeah. Not a single one gets missed. Uh, I mean, but Paul Greengrass, big name to it, and the fact that this one is not so much a horror but a fantasy. Mm-hmm. The only other time that they've done a Stephen King quote unquote fantasy is the Dark Tower, and that was blown to shit. Um the only other fantasy book he's really written are The Talisman and Eye of the, Eye of the Dragon. Eyes of the Dragon's never been done. Uh, Talisman is being, has been in development hell for an age. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's still coming, supposedly, but we'll see. Uh, but uh, a fairy tale? I mean, I've only just started the book, but boy, it's, it starts you right away. You're, yeah. it's, it's Stephen King. The, the guy has writing chops that few
1: others have. Really? To, yeah. You, you think so?
2: I do. Uh, as far as like just starting you into a story.
1: Yes. Yes. I. Uh, uh, he can't always finish a story, but he can yeah, start it real yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> a week and geek thing. Uh, actually, I, I didn't mention uh, as I spur of the moment rewatched uh, the David Soul Salem's Lot. Aha! Uh-huh. The TV TV yeah uh, the TV, TV movie TV movie
2: yeah. That's a mm. that's a creepy opener. That's that's a that's a classic horror moment. The, mm-hmm. the, the boy in the window. Yeah, that's uh, when I think of that over everything else. That's what I think.
1: of. Yeah, yeah. It um, it was just it was interesting watching it again. I think uh, I think I may watch it every year. You know, every October I'll just whip it up and watch it because I remember watching it when uh, I was visiting the states with my mom. She was living in the States, and me and my dad were overseas when it first came out. So when we were back for a summer, it was just being replayed. And she's like, oh, we got to watch this. And it was just like, oh. And I remember the book made an impression because a friend of mine actually said, that's the first book that actually ever scared me. That book actually scared me. And it was it was it was a long time before I could finally crack open the book and read it because I was just like, oh my god, if it scared him, oh. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. But and the differences from the TV, the TV movie were interesting, and it was it. I mean, it was nice and horrific too. So,
2: what I absolutely adore about that book is how integral it became to the Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. Like, of all the books that Stephen King has written. That is the book that is the most connected to the Dark Tower. That isn't a Dark Tower book, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's let's just call it highly referenced, right? Per se.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so that completely changed that novel for me in wonderful ways. Um, so yeah.
1: yeah,
2: it's King. It's going to be awesome
1: yeah. as usual. It's How is Green Grass? It's going to be okay. great. So you're not deep into fairy tales, so you not can't yet. you can't really. Talk yeah, I can't about speak that. one way or another.
2: All I know is just based on. Uh, what people have said so far in the uh, chat right. is that it's not a horror novel. Yeah, I've never seen it's that. It's pure on fantasy. So, had no business being an October read. Who did that? God who, who, damn who, who, it.
1: Pat Spurl. Pat you know
2: Spurl, wasn't it? But you, but you know what, though? I understand it, though. If Stephen King's going to release something, the assumption is going to be horror, no matter what it's called. Mm-hmm. 99 out of 100, you're going
1: to be right. Mm. Uh, so, so you're saying, first of all, why would you do that? Second of all, I get it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's, that's the quote of the day. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg has... <laughs> right? Why is this in this part? Yeah. That was cute. Thank that you. was cute. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> has revealed the Meta Quest Pro VR and Mixed Reality headset. Uh, the headset will be available to buy on October 25th for $1,500. Ah! and will give users a way to interact with virtual creations overlaid onto a full-color view of the physical world around them. Wow, Jeff's getting that. Uh, The uh, Pro includes outward-facing cameras that capture a 3D live stream of the physical environment around the person wearing it, quote, enabling mixed reality novelties like the ability to hang a virtual painting on a real-world wall or have a virtual ball bounce off a real table, unquote. Uh, for fully immersive virtual reality, quote, Meta has added tracking sensors to the Quest Pro that can replicate users' eye movements and facial expressions, creating a sense that avatars are making eye contact, unquote. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, you know what You yeah, staring at me. Uh, I, well, I, you know what? I'm still a fan of the K stare, <laughs> especially after last week. The Quest Pro's motion controllers have also gotten a redesign, and they each feature multiple cameras capable of tracking their motion in 3D space all on their own, just like the headset does. The company's still working on a mixed reality experience for its Horizon, Work, uh, Horizon Workrooms app that would make a person's avatar appear to be present in a real world conference room with other users, which it's calling Magic Rooms. Uh, the Quest Pro is being pitched as a productivity device uh-huh. aimed at designers, architects, and other creative professionals. So, uh, hmm. I'm all f. You know what? I might have given this story a pass if I haven't experienced modern day VR. Modern day VR is amazing, and this is obviously the next step in it. This right. augmented reality sure. aspect of it, where you're placing VR digital assets in a real
1: world space mm-hmm. it's it you know a couple it's, it's steps su- away from the jedi council holograms yeah. just sitting there yeah it, it it sucks that it's meta but
2: it is a massive jump in technology it's why they bought oculus in the first place yeah to to build on it and make it better and yeah. that's what they're doing uh eventually this will be used for for games and so on i'd Kind of surprised that they haven't even pushed on that aspect that they're, oh, this is for for virtual meetings. Well,
1: I think they... Did I tell you about an article I wrote for Exhibit City News a couple months ago about uh, Atlanta Convention Authority adopting a metaverse? And they had a metaverse created of their convention center. Okay. And the whole idea is that people outside of Atlanta who are thinking of holding their convention in Atlanta can go to this at convention center metaverse and walk around and see what's there, see the facilities and stuff like that, and even have a meeting that's a preliminary to them coming to Atlanta and doing a face-to-face and making the deal. So there are businesses that are actually really trying to, leaning into this metaverse thing as, a, as the, the real, you know, the, uh, 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 a serious, as opposed to a frivolous or entertainment thing, <clears throat> so I can see that kind of push which is funny cuz as we all know if you want something to explode you you go with the porn. Yeah, yes. it's got to be yes. like virtual <laughs> porn, <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, and it's all that. I this was like, is yeah. like virtual in your own home, right? The augmented reality. I mean, come on. Actually, while you were talking about that Todd, I just instantly started thinking, you know, you put on the head cuz I made the joke Jeff will get it. Jeff being a first adopter. Right. But could you imagine Jeff having that and then, like, he has a game where there's, like, a gremlin running around his house and he has to get that gremlin. And so you're wearing it and you're going around your house while this thing is in your house.
2: I can't imagine Jeff in it, but I certainly can imagine Andy in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, you know, something like that could be extraordinarily cool. But I know that they're really trying to push the, the business serious side of it. I don't, I don't know that they've hit on on the tact yet, how you, know, how you get people really going. Because there was an article <clears throat> just uh, last week, right? It was a, a joke article. <coughs> well, not joke article, but it was funny because they did a calculation users. about people in the metaverse. I that one. 31 users. 31 users in the no. metaverse. I'm sorry? Yeah. 31. 31. They're, not 3,100. No One. There's like 31 regular, so, regularly, uh, regularly keep logging I, in and yeah. doing all that. I read the yeah. same article. Yeah, yeah. That's,
0: that's yeah. not many. Yeah. No. Well, he, <laughs> yeah, he had like he
1: had like an aneurysm
3: when he when they found yeah. that. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: I mean, all that they've done and it. So, <laughs> the, and the utility is there, I think. But the, the finding that hook. Where the public is like, This is this is what I need to do this, I think is still what they're casting about looking for. And I don't know that this business push is going to be is going to be what uh, what does it. So I am A okay with this one hundred percent
2: failing. I am fine. Oh, same, same. I meta go ahead and, and just crash and burn. I got no issue with it. because... Uh, just develop the technology so someone else can do it better. Yeah. So, so you are the giant that other people will stand on
1: the shoulders of. Yeah, really. <laughs> and and the feet and the heels and the the butt. <laughs> Definitely the heel. You know. Um. Yeah. So they haven't found it yet, but they're trying. That that meta thing for the Atlanta thing was cool. We did they did a little press thing? There were about a dozen of us there. Attending see, on Skype, and you're you know. right
3: about the whole business aspects. So I don't think that's the hook you go for, because half half the enjoyment for those guys is they meet up somewhere. They, they have the 30 minute meeting, then they're off to a bar, an yes. expensive restaurant, or something.
1: But and see, and they're trying to lean into that because one of the things they were talking about is they're going to get all the surrounding areas involved so that you can literally, you can literally, even they were suggesting be at the convention, and you're like, guys, where are we going to meet? for dinner and you can like have a metaverse meeting where you go through places and select this restaurant looks cool but i think i think they're reaching a little hard right now i think the the augmented reality um it's definitely there but they just have to figure out what what a huge part of the population is going to go? Oh my God, how did I how did I do it without this beforehand? Yeah, right. yeah. why am I going to lay out fifteen hundred dollars for this? Well, there's that too, but that's that's where the Jeffs of the world come in because they pay that kind of money so that you know ten years down the line it'll be hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you.
2: A new Disney movie is in the works featuring the character Figment, a small purple dragon who serves as the mascot of Epcot's Imagination Pavilion in Orlando. The feature hails from Seth Rogen's Point Grey with Pokemon detective Pikachus Dan Hernandez and Benji Summit set to write. Figment was created by Walt Disney Imagineers Tony Baxter and Steve Kirk, among other collaborators, in 1983, the same year it made its debut on the Epcot ride Journey into Imagination. Figment is the embodiment of the imagining process, a figment of your imagination. Although one of Disney's more obscure characters, Figment has a devoted fan base that has ensured his role at the park is never diminished. Various attempts to remove the ride or decrease his presence have been met with loud protest. The feature will not be Figment's first time on the big screen, however. He made a cameo appearance in 2015's Inside Out and 2019's Toy Story 4. Maybe if this works, we can finally get a decent version of Journey into the Imagination again. Um, a lot of I, I, wow. I a lot I, of emotions. issues. I, I, I sense
1: a personal have, issue in yeah, this story. I do.
2: Um, <clears throat> I love the original Journey into Imagination. It was one of the best Disney dark rides ever. I know I've ranted about this in the past. And for some reason, they decided to update it and made it horrible. First, they took out Figment altogether. And made a. I remember yeah, that brouhaha with Eric Idle and and so on, and and then they kind of shoehorned him back into it. Kind of, kind of journey into your imagination was the name of the recreation, and now it's journey to your imagination with Figment, and it's still it's a horrible, horrible ride. It's a little better than the remake, but oh, it's so bad. And the original was just so much fun and creative. It was, just, it was just the dream finder and Figment, and this little purple dragon friend that he imagined, of going on a various, just crazy journey into various scenes, just saying, look at what he imagined. Look in the next room what we imagined. And it was just a lot of fun. It was a celebration of what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Figment as a character, though, uh, I don't know. <laughs> he was... <laughs> Whoa, Matt, you are right there? He's a... Uh, has bad bad swallow Matt. Yeah that's your new nickname. No, no. No.
1: No. <laughs> Matt, did you have the bad swallow? <laughs> Was it the bad swallow, Matt? <laughs> go on, Figment Go on, Figment <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, uh, it's,
2: I mean, not the most well-developed character He, he right, just right. A, a little purple dragon that looks very adorable And likes to imagine things
1: My, uh, my mind instantly started thinking things So you, you said Seth MacFarlane?
2: Uh, Seth, no, no, no No, no, no
1: you, I heard right, Rogan Seth Rogan, yeah Good, because if, if you're going to see something that doesn't exist You <laughs> want Seth Rogan <laughs> right. writing that because <laughs> that's that's actually it should be you know figment you know seth rogan what he sees when he's high right and makes sense then then you're going to be fine i think it's you're going to get what you want todd sure uh, i got a
2: uh, uh, it's going to be something that's going to go direct to disney plus i don't think this is going to hit theaters uh, but
1: uh, oh this is in epcot I thought they were redoing that. Oh okay. no, God damn! No, I wish a, it's they a would.
2: Movie I wish out. they would. Jesus! Why don't you? Okay. <laughs>
1: um, too too busy doing Marvel things.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I can't really argue against. But come oh, on, there you
1: go. Figment and his new friend,
2: Marvelous. This is why I wish Deb was here. We would have a great little rant together. Grr. Do you want to go? Okay. He just said he wants
3: Deb here.
1: Yeah, I know. So Let's go. It's uh. I don't think we're needed. No.
3: That's,
2: for her Disney love of, of the parks, no, no. I know that she'd have something to say about this. Vlarg would also have something to say, but who fucking cares? But
1: he always has something to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. That's his problem. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: I'll talk out my ass, Vlarg. That's, it <laughs> that's, that's his
3: thing. Uh, and so with Jeff, he would talk about his time
1: he went to Epcot. <clears throat> and yes, it was great. I think Figment was a great character, and they it's if they expand on that, I don't know how it would work as a movie, though, but... <laughs> it's
2: like, well, wow, well, I'm transported. Um. <laughs>
1: to the Jeff show, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Kristen doing good impressions of Jeff's Brad impressions.
2: <laughs> Nintendo has recently acquired the visual content company Dynamo Pictures, and have rebranded it as Nintendo Pictures. Their plan is to produce, quote, (laughs) visual content based on Nintendo IP, imagine that. Uh, Their website also says they'll provide motion capture recording services, which was a field Dynamo Pictures worked in. Dynamo Pictures previously worked on projects such as Metroid, The Other M, and the official Pikmin animated shorts from a few years ago. They also produced CG animation for anime like Yuri on Ice, as well as movies like Earwig and The Witch. So that's the company that Nintendo bought to make more Nintendo things. Don't have a lot more to say about <laughs> that.
1: How many Mario movies are we going to get? Well, uh, we got, let's just
2: sit. We already got the Mario
1: movie coming. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and Chris Pratt, yeah. I mean, he's nailed the Mario voice, apparently. Everybody loves him. <laughs> <laughs> so, new franchise. Yeah. Uh, Luigi. <laughs> Amblin
2: Partners has picked up the film rights to an upcoming sci-fi thriller novel called Upgrade from best-selling author Blake Crouch, who will also adapt the screenplay and executive produce. The story follows, quote, a brother and sister both unwittingly enhanced with genetically engineered upgrades who square off against each other in a dangerous battle of conflicting schemes to save humanity from itself, unquote. Uh, Crouch previously wrote Wayward Pines, a series by which he executive produced alongside M. Night Shyamalan for Fox. He also also worked on good behavior for TNT, and some of his upcoming projects include Recursion, which sold to Shonda Rhimes and Matt Reeves at Netflix, and that will be developed into a TV and movie franchise as well. Netflix is developing a new film called Black Samurai which will be based on the black exploitation book series by Mark Olden. There's no director or writer or actors attached but the film will be produced by John uh, Schoenfelder and Russell Ackerman who previously produced the 2021 supernatural horror movie Seance. The book series told the story of Robert Sand, quote, an American soldier in Japan who learns the ways of the most powerful martial arts and becomes the black samurai. The first novel saw him embarking on a mission of vengeance. The other tomes were globe-trotting thrillers that featured power-mad millionaires, black market warheads, pimps, voodoo priests, and a solid gold katana, plus a non-infrequent level of casualties, unquote. You know,
3: that doesn't work. Solid gold katana. You don't want gold that. is very soft.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's uh yeah, you don't want
3: that
1: for a sword. No.
2: Solid gold, guys. Yeah, but Yeah, it's gonna it's be bad.
1: Oh, maybe maybe it's a katana that has some hits.
2: <laughs> At least it has dancers. Yeah. The hero was previously adapted in the 70s using the height of Hollywood's blaxploitation genre and was played by Jim Kelly, who appeared opposite mm. Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon. He yeah, went on to star in movies such as Three the Hard Way. So uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Black
1: Samurai? Oh, it was funny because I, I thought it was...
3: Version of Three the Hard Way.
1: Mm. That's, uh... yeah. That's, that's part of that meta porn I've heard all about. <laughs> Um, I thought it was originally the real Black Samurai, so I was just like, well, I'm not quite let down, but the Jim Kelly legacy is cool. Kelly was cool. So, I don't know, that would probably be fun. Solid gold katana. You don't want that. No, you don't want that. They at least want a platinum one. That's still got to
2: hold up. (sighs) Better than tin. The tin katana is not anything to write home about.
1: No, but you can roof a house with it. You can,
2: but you have to well, you get a few katanas for that. Oh, listen and to it gets, you. It gets really expensive to hammer all that out. I mean, mind you, tin doesn't cost all that much, but you still got to mine it. God.
1: All the time. Wow. match checked out. He's he gone. Completely No, I was out. looking. I was just trying he's, he's, to, he's checking
3: out the, of, of, the price of tin. No, I was looking at Jim Kelly. I was like, I, can't, oh. I couldn't
1: figure out his, oh, I yeah. see his face now, though. Yeah. No, he was cool. He was cool. It was uh, the... Uh, the Bruce Lee movie that he was in, he was cool. The yeah, it, was, it comes up like the the quarterback for Buffalo. I'm like,
3: not him. Yeah, He's no. Not bu-
1: they're, they're, <laughs> Jim Kelly. It's it's not a rare name, no. so you got to dig some Google foo. Um, Google foo, I like it. Yeah, but uh, uh the only th- only way it could be better is if you know the man who should be doing it, hmm. Quentin Tarantino. Ah. Okay, I can get behind it. 70s exploitation. Yeah. And, you know? Yeah. Goddamn wheelhouse. Well, how many movies does he, have <laughs> <laughs> does he have left? Two? One?
2: He keeps saying he has yes. two, but he always ends up having eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then okay.
1: he, he he makes another anyway. So, it, okay. I don't know. I still want his Star Trek, though. I really would love his take on that series. I, dude, as soon as I heard that he was thinking of the whole piece of the action planet, I was like, holy shit. If there is... If there is a perfect, oh, crap. So it's just like, oh, well. The things that never will be. The things that could have been. I know. The universe. I want to go to that q universe, Right. Where Quentin has made all those cool Star Trek movies. That'd be funny. Go to the Q-universe where Quentin Tarantino is the Alex Kurtzman. (laughs) Oh, wow. J.J. Abrams of of that universe. I don't know if I want that many of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what well, one and done, I think. I just, uh, I, I just want to see Picard, you know. English motherfucker, <laughs> do you speak it? <laughs> and, Line must be drawn here. <laughs> Disintegrate some mofos. Oh, dude, uh, uh, one of the uh, lower decks had like a, this weird pull nightmares from your mind scenario. So they were showing Klingon clowns. <laughs>
0: just the words together. I was,
1: uh, Yes, I just saw that image, and I was like, wow, that is actually perfectly nightmarish. See, that is fantastic. Who says there are no more new ideas? God damn it. Yes. I don't know. It's, it's only two weeks. I'm going to be working, but I may have a Halloween costume anyway. <laughs> you know, I'd like to see out of Quentin Tarantino a series. A limited series,
2: not necessarily like an ongoing multi-season mm-hmm. thing, but mm-hmm. you know, a seven, eight episode thing. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that out of him. Step, step out of the, the movie light a little bit and uh, get into the small screen.
1: He didn't just know movies. He knew television. Yeah. He could do that, yeah. I mean, you've got the extended um, uh, Western, Bang Bang. Not Django, the other one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that one apparently there was enough footage shot that they actually re-edited into some kind of uh, limited series thing. But that, that's just a long movie. It is. So it'd be fun.
2: It'd be fun. So I remember Jeff and I went to go see... Because they released two versions. There was the regular theatrical cut, and then there was the extended cut with the intermission. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Jeff and I went to the intermission one.
1: And yeah, that was a long movie. Yes, it was. Uh,
2: enjoyable, but it felt long.
1: Yeah. It's amazing, because he can make them... Tarantino. It's like, I watched The Seven Samurai, which is a long-ass movie. The first time I saw it, though, I never looked at my watch. Because I was just totally like, Wow. Uh, Tarantino I'll look at my watch but I'll still be engrossed yeah you know but it's funny you're still engrossed but you're also very aware this is a long movie
0: it's, <laughs> yeah. if you, you know? can pull that off that's it's yeah, no. a weird
1: place to I don't I don't know uh, who the hell else can't right, right Boy, boy this feels long but I'm really liking it but yeah. it feels long yes that's you know? a weird, yeah I can't think of anybody
2: else on that because usually it's like Man, this is long, can this be over with already? Exactly. Or, man, this was too short. Or, it was very long, and it didn't feel like it at all. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but, but come on. It was that
0: long?
1: Holy
2: right. crap, yeah. I had no idea. But, but no, you don't get, that was, that was really long. It was great all the way, but yes. it felt long. Yeah. yeah. You feel it. I don't know, it's weird. That's his wheelhouse. There, that's that's his
1: well, It's it's not exploitation. It's time manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we should we should combine some things, and maybe he could be the original creator director of you know True Detective. Oh God, T R O T R T R O O yeah. yeah
2: yes Quentin Tarantino directs a Zucker style comedy
0: <laughs> <laughs> through and
2: through. Yes, please, 100%. Wouldn't that be Take just... Take my goddamn money. Mm. Oh,
1: man. God. get Morgan Freeman in that shit and just... Because you know there'd be just that right amount of bite to it. Hey. it <laughs> just,
2: uh, just enough of the comedy stings a little. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you hate that he stings, but you like it too. It's, yeah. oh, God, Tarantino.
1: I like this idea. Yeah. He makes yeah. my mind come. Whoa. Wow, mind come.
2: Well, make sure your mind come. Give Write to us, is. comments at GeekShockPodcast.com. <laughs> 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 and we want to thank our Tier 1 Kofi members, Sir Chomps, Hylian Scoop, Chad Wilson, Ambivalent Hoax, Richard Bruins, Scoopatron, Mandy, Sour Matty G, Jacob Flora, Multiverse Tonight, Scully, Mr. Dumbledave, ProYog Soft Serve, Gil, and all, of course, our four... Tier four members King Vault, Deb T, David Ferrar, Atomic Gumby, and our new Tier four member J.R. Conkle. expect book advertisements very Alrighty. very soon, my friends. Yeah, and of course our Tier five members Leon Mitt, Jeff Harris, Aussie Matt, Mad Martron, and Glumly. And of course, you dear listener for listening in. And if you want to join in our Kofi, go to KO-Fi.com slash Geekshock and learn about all the tiers and the extras that you get for that. And but if you uh, this is a free show, it will always be a free show. We just appreciate you listening. And of course, spread the word. That really does help us a lot. And of course, we want to thank our theme song creator, Sam Heffernan. Uh, the theme song is called The Burning Light. You can find his music at SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitch. And our Red Light, Green Light theme writer is Justin Nozick, a.k.a. Froyog SoftServe. You can find his music at theplaguephysicians.bandcamp.com. And, of course, you, dear listener, thank you so much for listening. Thank but, you. There will be more Red Light, Green Light, but I need more cast members to do it. I was like, I had it all set up for tonight. I'm like, I'm not doing Red Light, Green Light with just the three of us. Wow. What?
1: Wow. wow.
2: Wow. I would have been up for it. Yeah, I know you've been up for it, but two, I don't. I want more two votes. That some people, you know what? Our listeners are sending pitches to us. Yeah. They deserve more people oh. critiquing They've in that. They've got
1: Matt it. and me. <coughs> what the
2: hell else do they need? I, I'm not saying I don't have the power couple, but... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it.
1: Suck it, Vlarg and
0: Deb. <laughs> Suck and it too, Jeff, Jeff. And no, You Jeff. too Jeff
1: You suck it too ha, Yes ha,
0: Jeff ha, ha. That's Take right. That in the face yeah.
3: Mind come as he said earlier ha, ha, ha.
1: Mind come
2: <laughs> And until next week I am master mind come Commander K Maple leaf Matt. Not maple leaf mm, No And no? no, no. hey, we'll talk to you next week in geek So Matt what made your What, what move makes your mind come <laughs> What movie? Yeah, mm. I don't know. That's a hard one. That's a no, good it's not. Question. Babylon Five movie. There you uh, go. There.
3: Babylon Five movie. A no, movie. No. A
2: Babylon Five movie. Oh, no. so something that hasn't come yet. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. So it's just one of those explosions that you're just waiting to build up for. There you go. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it's over in 90 minutes, and it's such a letdown. There you go. And rolls over and goes to sleep yeah. every damn time. Yeah. Godzing Goddamn Zentradi. Well when
3: you do that and you roll to the right and you cancel something on Discovery Plus <laughs> or Warner Brothers. That's how that's how it happens. We it's figured not, it out. Uh, he blows his <clears throat> l- oh, I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah oh, cancel
0: this. Oh cancel this yeah! <laughs>
1: canceling whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. I love that he didn't want to do it that he did it. <laughs>